If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Welcome back to another episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast. I'm your host, Paris, and you might be wondering, well, where is Snowbike Mike? Unfortunately, Mike is under the weather, so he will not be joining me on this episode. And Gary is off in Rivia somewhere slaying monsters, so he will not be here either. But I have a very special guest joining me for this episode. It is the community director for 343 Industries, Brian Gerard. Thank you, Brian, for joining me here on the show. I'm really excited for have you to have you here. Hey, Paris. Great to be here. Happy to have the opportunity, and uh, I hope Mike's feeling better. Yeah, me too. And the entire time, like before we come on, I go, Mike has this intro on muscle memory, so I'm probably going to screw it up, but it eh, didn't do too bad. But... Brian, we're here to talk about Halo Infinite. More specifically, we're here to talk about Halo Infinite Season 5. But before we get into that, because I'm, I'm really excited to talk about this. People that have been watching the show, it's all I've been talking about the past few weeks. I have to do a little bit of housekeeping. So let's just go ahead and get that out of the way now. So the X-Cast posts each and every Thursday at 6 a.m. on youtube.com forward slash kind of funny games and podcast services. I'm not going to bang on my desk around the globe. Share the news about our epic partnership. Use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support kind of funny. Thank you to our Patreon producers for December. Jackson Hampton and Delaney Twining. The X-Cast is sponsored by Shady Rays. See, I don't think I screwed that up. So let's jump into the show. Like I said, Brian, I, I'm really excited to talk to you because, uh, you know, I, I, I did say briefly offline uh, before we started recording, there, there are some some old man memories, you know, from E3's past, uh, you know, where where um, I, I briefly got to, uh, you know, have an encounter with you. Like I said, more specifically, I believe it was E3 2007. You showed us a behind, it was like a community thing, and you showed us a behind the closed doors of that first campaign level of Halo 3 and just completely blew my mind. It's just something that'll always stick with me. And then I remember a couple years after that, so it had to have been Halo ODST, right? Because it was Firefight. But yep. the first time I got hands on with Firefight, it, it was you that actually set up the station uh, so that I got to play it. So here we are full circle now, all these years later, uh, talking about Halo and talking about Firefight again. And my camera just went off and I do apologize for that. So Barrett is going to put a very beautiful picture up for me because we're just going to keep this going so brian again hey halo infinite i mean there i don't even know where to start because there's so much i want to talk to you about halo infinite um it has been quite the journey uh since launch in 2021 but more specifically here with season five and 
the release that came out yesterday um, with Firefight King of the Hill mode. Um, I had the the great opportunity to get hands on with that a little bit early. Check it out. Even last night, now that it's available to the public, got to play with some friends and had an absolute blast with this. So let's just start there. Let's talk about bringing back Firefight and uh, the King of the Hill mode that you now have in Halo Infinite. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you said it yourself. This is this this mode goes way back in the Halo lineage. It's been a big part of, of the franchise uh, through the years. Um, obviously, it's been missing an in infinite up until this point, and just really excited to finally, in, in my opinion, it, it kind of bring the definitive Halo experience to bear for our players. We know it's something players have wanted for a long time. Um, I think it really does bring the, be the, the best of the entire sandbox together. Um, it's just a really fun social mode experience. Kind of the closest thing we had to this prior was the campaign, which a lot of people played and enjoyed. But, you know, once you finish that, uh, you're kind of left with PvP. And we understand that's just not everybody's sort of fla favorite flavor. So um, Firefight is back. Um, this iteration is, is a little bit modified. It's got a King of the Hill um, sort of slant to it. So if you remember, sort of classic Firefight is just sort of hunkering down, trying to endure against wave after wave of, of Covenant enemies. And this new twist uh, kind of brings an objective to it. So it's it's the similar mechanics of King of the Hill that you might re be familiar with from the PvP side of the game. Um, but now it's you and three teammates dropping into one of nine different maps. And over the course of the match, you'll have to do your best to hold down one of these hills um, while all the while you're having waves and waves of banished opponents trying to kick you out of the hill and sort of and sort of end your run. So um, it's just been great to see this out there. It's been a passion project for a lot of folks here at the studio. Um, so far, it seems to be you know landing uh, even better than we could have hoped. It's just been really great seeing everyone having a lot of fun, just playing Halo, kind of being able to lean back. It's not a sweaty experience. It's it's a new way to progress your career rank. Um, it's just been a lot, a lot of fun. And uh, to me, this really starts to round out. I think makes Infinite kind of the the the, the complete package that we know Halo fans have been waiting for. Yeah, absolutely, because that's kind of how I'm viewing it, that this is kind of the complete addition now of Halo Infinite, finally getting Firefight in there. And even more specifically, we're talking about this King of the Hill mode. Um, yeah, like playing last night with, with my friends. I mean, we're, we're just having a blast. And to your point, PvP isn't necessarily going to be for everyone. I mean, there's always kind of that intimidation factor jumping into stuff like that, which we will get to in just a second because I have my own story. But um, I, I love it. it it's, it's laid back playing this firefight King of the Hill mode. We're having fun, a lot of laughs. Um, we jumped straight into heroic uh, when we were playing, ironically enough, uh, you know, trying to ha have it at least be a little bit sweaty. But uh, it, it's been great so far. And if I remember correctly, there are nine new maps um, yes. that, that, that are debuting with this mode. And I, I think the beauty of that, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on this more later, is um, some of these are community created as well via, via Forge. So can you kind of talk about that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there are, there are nine maps total. Um, some of these maps are the same maps that you might remember and have seen playing multiplayer. So some of those spaces are already great and dynamic. Um, you know, for example, you'll see some of the some of the BTB maps um, already that, that we shipped in that you might already be experienced with, like uh, Live Fire and Oasis. So these are already great maps that played well for a big team battle or for the arena experience that have been outfitted now to support uh, Firefight King of the Hill. But we do also have three maps that come straight from the Forging community. Um, as you know, you know, Season 5 really really kind of raised the bar. Well, Season 4 brought, brought Forge into Infinite, and like that really sort of set things in motion. Uh, with the Season 5 update, we then added the AI toolkit, which enabled the community members to start creating their own 
PVE style experiences. And then now we're at the firefight King of the Hill, which is kind of our internal take on, on sort of combining all these different tools and systems, but three of the maps, I'm going to look at my notes here, but we have a map called exiled, um, a map called Cassini Bay and a map called Valheim. And these are all maps that have been made straight by hardworking, passionate members of the community who built these things from scratch and forge work closely with members of our team, just to kind of do some bug testing and polishing and iterating. And, uh, it just adds another layer of variety and sort of freshness to the mode. Um, and it also is in keeping with, uh, for folks that maybe haven't been playing or haven't been following along, we have we have a multitude of community-made Forge maps now that are populating pretty much all across the game experience now. So that was always one of the biggest goals we had for Forge was building a, a set of tools and systems that really allows the community to go crazy and start to sort of you know, eventually we're sort of giving the keys to the community. This is now your game. Go make it something greater than we even could because, um, you know, I think looking all the way back, Forge has always brought really cool, unexpected things that have always surprised developers on every Halo title. And so far, Infinite Forgers are already blowing us away with their creativity. Yeah, absolutely. And and just sticking on that topic, because I, I did want to really dive into Forge and what you've been doing so far with that mode now. And as you said, handing the keys over to the community, I personally have been absolutely blown away by some of the maps and some of the things that I've seen people like. I mean, there's literally a battle royale mode in, yep. in Halo Infinite right now, completely created by, by the community. I remember one of the early creations, someone just recreated Waffle House in there, right? Um, but the thing that is exciting me the most about this, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to get the 343 take, get your take on this, is now with 4JI being implemented into this, and you even, with, with this update coming out, you're, you're going to implement um, the Halo Infinite campaign bosses as well, along yep. with Forge. I have already seen complete campaign levels. Like there was one I played where, and and he had he had one that was normal difficulty and one that was heroic, but you literally had to like take down this brute tower, and it was I mean it was aw it was like an awesome Halo experience, like something that you would fully expect to come from three four three. And this was within like the first few weeks of this happening, which just blew my mind. So so the question I'm throwing back to you is, from the three four three standpoint. How how have you received this? How have you been looking at this that just in the short amount of time what the community has been able to do with this tool and along those lines, what are some of the things that you're personally thinking may happen in, in the future down the road with, with Forge and, and this new AI mode? Yeah, I mean, as far as sort of what's the response been like here, I mean, we Forge is, Forge is a massive amount of work. Um, obviously, it took, it took a little time just to get into the game to begin with. so. Um, I think, you know, the team always had a lot of ambition and a lot of vision for what they wanted Forge to do. Big shout out to to all those folks that that really have achieved that vision. Putting something this powerful in the hands of our players and, and you know, also to have such a, a low floor, if you will, like this is just so much, there's so much less friction than, than modding, for example. You can just do it all right there on your console, your PC. There's no extra hardware required or software or really even expertise. Um, it's just been... It's been awe-inspiring, frankly, to see. I mean, I, I've been around, so I'm not totally surprised because I've seen what the Forge community right. can do, and I've also seen how fast they can work and how innovative they can be and how they can, you know, even a developer that might spend 6, 12 months working on the tool immediately sees the community do something that they never even really knew was possible or thought about. So 
the community's kind of already trained us to expect them to do the unexpected, and they have not let us down in that regard. In fact, um, you were mentioning a full campaign mission. I, I've actually seen the entire Sierra 117 opening mission yes. of Halo 3 yeah. has yes. also been built. So talk yeah. about kind of coming full circle. We have that same mission from 2007 kind of being fully rebuilt, reimagined in Halo Infinite in 2023. And that, that that's kind of speaks to the power of, of Forge. Um, you know, I'd say kind of from the community director perspective and talking to other folks on the team, I think the challenge that we have now, which is not a new challenge, because I think every Halo team in the past would say the same thing, and even back in the day, we felt similarly, is you know now we need to figure out the right way to to work to quickly help surface this content and make it more approachable, more discoverable, more accessible. Um, there's just already so much content out there; it's overwhelming. Um, and admittedly, you know, I'm really excited we have the custom game browser in there. There are ways for players to sort of self-organize to find the content, but I think the holy grail is getting these experiences into matchmaking. They need to be one or two button presses away. And exactly. I know the team's looking at ways to lean further into that. Uh, you know, as we look ahead to the new year, I think we're going to expect to see Forge modes and experiences and content start to become a, a bigger and bigger integral part of the infinite experience. So I am really, really excited to have that partnership. But, um, you know, it's almost a good problem to have. There's just so much content. It just, it's a lot to decipher through and for us to help sort of quickly find it and work with the forgers to iterate it and then get it into matchmaking and then be able to continue to evolve it. It's very exciting, um, but it, this is now suddenly at a scale, I think, in a, in a level of sophistication that we have not had in the franchise before. So some, some great learnings here as we go. Um, I also want to give a shout out. You know, we have a group already. Um, of insiders that are members of the Forge community that have been working with us behind the scenes for a long time now. So shout out to all of our Forge runners. Um, they have provided feedback along the way. They've taken builds. They've been hitting Forge updates and sort of working with us to not only help ship the Forge editor itself, but a lot of the maps and content items that we have uh, were really a result of these Forge runners getting a head start, if you will, to help us kind of hit the ground running. So. I would expect us to continue to build on that type of relationship and just really do a lot more to kind of pour gas on that fire, if you will, and just continue trying to make that content as approachable and discoverable as possible. Because I, I think that's really the next the next thing that we need to really cross. Yeah, absolutely. I can completely agree on that. And I'm, I'm very happy to hear that. But that does lead me into a question, keeping this more community and Forge related. If you're seeing someone out there that is like you, you can see they're really onto something, whatever it is they're creating, be it a PvP firefight, even a campaign type type level. Would three four three actually kind of step in? Because you even just mentioned this team, but do would you have the ability, or is this something that you encourage like three four three to step in potentially and and help a creator where you can see like they're just on the cusp of something that could be really awesome that the community as a whole would would really enjoy, but maybe they could use that final asset or that final push, you know, from the directly from the from the developer to kind of get them over the goal line. Yeah, it's certainly within the realm of possibility. I think there's examples of where that has happened, sometimes a little bit organically. Um, you know, Michael Shore, who's one of our, our leads on the team, he's super active on Twitter. He's, he's always giving, um, answering questions, giving people tips and tricks and feedback in that regard. So sometimes that's already happening organically. Sometimes we have our sort of insider program and it's happening more officially. Um, I, I agree. I'd love to see that more, but I also have to just give a shout out to the Forge community itself because yeah. they have built yeah. just a really robust community. 
they've built resources, they've built tutorials. It's frankly just things that we're just not resourced ourselves to do as a first party studio. So we are so thankful and grateful that we have such a passionate community that they've taken that ball and they've run with it and they're just feeding their own community and helping each other and lifting each other up. So that's been fantastic to see. Absolutely. And I, I will admit that I, I stalk the uh, Halo Reddit as well as there's a few YouTubers um, like Mint, Mint, Mint Blitz and Uber Nick as examples yep. that I watch their content every day because I'm because they're always bringing up that new map, that new mode. I'm like, oh, let me go check that out. And then I go download it. So going back to your original point, the more I think that 343 could do to help spotlight more of that and make it more ease of use for the community to get access to some of these things will be fantastic. And as you, you already said, I'm, I'm sure you're working on that moving forward. But I, I do want to spin this back into, into season five and yeah. just just Halo Infinite and kind of that journey getting here to season five. So I will say um, I, I have been rather vocal and, and a little critical over the years of uh, Halo Infinite since launch because my number one complaint had been content. It wasn't that I didn't I wasn't loving PvP. It wasn't that I didn't want to see Halo succeed. Of course I did, which is why I was vocal, but it was just a lack of content. And you know, we've had a few other people from 343 on the show over the years, so we've talked about this already. But it is I was so happy to see that now, here at season five, and now even more so with, with this mid-season update, I feel like we're feature complete now. This is the Halo Infinite that I was hoping to see back in 2021. Um, I, I will just say from, from my own standpoint, um, I, I have been living in those Halo 3 <laughs> refueled maps the, the past uh, few weeks. I've just been loving that, the extraction mode um, that that's in there. Um, I have been dipping my toe into rank mode. Again, this is where I'm getting out of my own comfort zone because I'm not the greatest you know, PVP player, but I'm having fun even when I'm losing. I'm, I'm just loving it, the Husky Raid mode thing things like that. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm just yeah, I'm just loving playing the game right now and and that's what makes me so happy to see cuz you know, I'm I've been there since since 2001 playing this game and I I I love it and I love that the multiplayer is at a place now when I look at the community and I see what people are talking about. People are talking about Halo Infinite in a positive light, in an excitement light. Like, man, I can't wait to go play with my friends tonight. Let's jump in. Let's do this. You know, I have a, a crew that we're rolling about, you know, three, four times a week that we're jumping in playing. It has been a blast. So, again, I don't want to relive, relitigate the past or anything because here <laughs> we are now. But I guess my question to you is along those lines of, of, of content, do you, do you feel as, as 343 that you're in a good place now that you can be more consistent with that roadmap as far as delivering content? Like, I'm not asking you to say when the next season is launching or anything like that, but are we going to see a more consistent cadence of, of those type of things moving forward? I would say absolutely. I mean, even if you go back, I think, for us, season four was was kind of the start the start of the of, of the turning point, right? The, the tides were turning, yeah. and you know, I, I first I also want to say I really I appreciate the support, Paris. I'm with you, especially as people who kind of live on the front lines. It's just been really great just to see yeah. the community coming together. Our world championship in October, kind of right on right on the cusp of that season five moment. It just it just was a, a just there's just a camaraderie and a love in the air and a feeling that I really don't think we felt in a long time, probably since the game launched, if I'm being honest. So it's just I, I kind of knew the team we had they had the right idea, you know, the right focus, the right goals. It just was going to take some time. And, you know, 
we don't need to retredge all that. But like we just were a bit out of position, as you said, and that that's absolutely true. So um, I think we have shown, and if I look across the studio internally, just the journey that we've been on, um, we have. It is just a different approach now. Just the rigor and the production mentality and the way the team operates and the way things have been sort of mixed up and, and changed around here internally have absolutely, I think, contributed to just really empowering the creatives to just do their best work, um, removing a lot of friction and, and blockers. And we're just more efficient now. And we're able to kind of make, just make these things a reality. Um, we're not done. So, I mean, I, I think based on our track record and the way things are trending, I have all confidence that the team's going to continue knocking it out of the park, that we have a lot of exciting things still in the works. Um, I'm also excited about how all this sort of kind of the, this new regime, if you will, and all this new sort of newfound success and progress, how this is going to pay off in the future as we kind of evolve the DNA of the studio. So there's longer term implications that, you know, as I look a few horizons over, I'm very excited about where we're going. Um, you know, I do want to give a shout out, like we, we're not done. Um, we actually have s several more big ticket items on our, on our to-do list, um, things that we've been very open with the community about. Um, one thing I can mention right now that um, you may or may not be aware of is I, I think content, I agree, we've checked that box. Um, I think we're at least at a part at a point now, especially with Forge and all the stuff that's still out there that we have yet to even scratch the surface of. Like, I don't think we're going to have a content problem in this game anymore. Um, I do think we have some technical opportunities. I think networking has been something that we've talked about off and on. Yeah. We've had a mm -hmm. lot of feedback from players. Um, and, you know, it's been kind of subtle, but the Firefight playlist that's live right now in Season 5 actually is running on an entirely different network model and, and network layer than the rest of the game. Um, and this has been happening behind the scenes here in kind of a Skunk Works way um, for several months now. And, um, I mean, geez, I'm probably undercutting. It's probably more like six to eight months. Um, now, you know, if I, if, I, if I rewind a bit just to kind of give you some context here... We used to kind of just be taking feedback and trying to play whack-a-mole and sort of going after issues, trying to sort of fix this issue, figure out what's going on with this thing. And I, I think the team at one point just kind of realized this is not this is not going to cut it. It just felt like it was going it was a never-ending game of whack-a-mole. We were just never going to get in front of it. So they made the decision uh, a while back to sort of let's stop the incremental chasing down issues and let's actually just look under the hood here and think about an entirely different approach to networking. Um, and that has taken time to bring to light. So I really appreciate our players. You know, there's been a lot of patient people out there sort of giving us very passionate feedback, waiting for things to change. And yeah. this one, this mid-season update uh, really is a huge milestone in that regard because a lot of this undercover work that's been happening on an entirely new networking layer is now in the live product in an isolated way, so it's only in the Firefight playlist, it allows us to kind of continue to get scale data, as well as our user research partners will be doing some sort of targeted feedback. And the hope is that we get a lot of good data and learnings from here. I'll tell you right now, things are already looking really good. I'm hearing a lot of good anecdotal feedback. And then our next step is sort of now let's go model that same sort of scale testing on the PvP side. And, you know, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but we I feel like we are really moving in a very positive direction. And I think that networking story was kind of one of our final frontiers that we know that we wanted to go after because we know it, it's just a critical, you can't enjoy the game if it's not going to play well, right? So um, I'm really excited and optimistic about where that's going. And, and that, that's a big piece of the Firefight release. Yeah, absolutely. It's so funny because I was about to ask you that because people would kill me if I didn't talk about the desync issues that were happening. And I'm, I'm so glad that you answered it that way, that you're basically 
in, in a nutshell, beta testing it right now through the yep. firefight mode. And Absolutely. then you can scale it out to, to the overall game, you know, as you work out the kinks and bugs. This episode is brought to you by Shady Rays. Tis the season of giving. Get the perfect gift for a special someone, yourself, or both. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades and quick swap snow goggles that won't break the bank. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers an unrivaled product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Y'all know I've been outside in the sun a lot playing Pokemon Go, and it's such a great experience wearing Shady Rays when I'm out and about looking dope and that's not all every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost or broken replacements if you lose or break your pair even on day one they told us they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked exclusively for our listeners shady rays is giving out a very merry deal for the season you can go to shadyrays.com use code kind of funny for 50 percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people by going to shadyrays.com using code kind of Money, and you'll get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Now, I, I, I do have to delve into a, a couple things that, you know, the community talks about. And one thing that I personally have a gripe with, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up my gripe directly. For the love of God, please tune that hammer. And, yeah. and it's so funny when, when we play because... All I do is complain about the range on that hammer constantly, but then the second I get it, that's all I'm using is that hammer, and you know, everybody laughs. But no, I and that—that's just just a little minor thing. But yeah, I do, mean, I man, do, I, do are you? So it did change with season five, um, apparently somewhat dramatically. And I'm curious: yes. Are you? Do you like the old hammer or do you like the new hammer? I like the old one. This oh, this one is okay. ridiculous. Like. I, I have to tell you this. So I forget what map it was, but I'm I'm literally uh, around a corner and I see him. So I'm like, okay, let me get out of here. I'm running away. He's chasing the one guy and he slams it and he kills me. And I'm on the, I'm like, this is ridiculous. How does it have this range? I go, this isn't a sniper, but then I get it and I'm doing the same thing. So no, I, I think it needs to be toned down. I really do. Well, I think people, people spam it. I, I will say, because I'm a, I, I love Husky Raid as well. I've played it a lot, and I feel like that's where it's become the most yes. noticeable. Oh my god! You, yes, I'm sure we've both been on the receiving end of just being spawn camped and just hammer slammed every mm -hmm. single time. And and if you're lucky, the other team will just end it and win fast. But I have also found sometimes they like to just endure and just dish out punishment and just drag the mm -hmm. game out, and that's yes. that's not cool. I do want to note that there. Depending on which version of Fiesta that you load into, you could get the default base hammer, but you also could get the souped up one that you could acquire in the campaign from one of the high value targets. I forget the name of it. I would get it wrong and get roasted. But that hammer is actually like ludicrously more powerful than the other hammer. It does have like a significant shockwave. It's actually a totally different hammer. So I, I'm also right. wondering to what extent maybe that might be factoring in. Um, interestingly, though, I will tell you, when the hammer changes landed, I know um, internally there was not, some of us were surprised to see that happen. I, I, I don't know what happened under the hood. Some of it I think was intentional. Some of it maybe been a happy accident. I'm not super sure. But most of the resounding feedback was pretty positive. People were like, this is the hammer we've been wanting. This is, this is the way it should be. So I don't have a good answer for you. I can't commit to what's gonna happen. We did decide that we weren't gonna make any, any swift changes to it, especially because the feedback was so loud. Um, I think we have people that love it and people that don't. So, you know, that's one of the harder aspects here of trying to 
make a one size fits all solution. Right, but right. Um, <laughs> consider it noted. Yeah, we'll make sure yeah. that feedback is relayed. And, uh, you know, our sandbox team is just going to have to kind of continue evaluating, looking at the big picture here. But, um, I guess maybe well, also the kids might say, Paris, it's time to get good. Well, that's what I was about to say. I speak for all us old, low-skilled players that, look, we need all the help we can get. And come on, that's if you're already good, you don't need that. Let, let me have it. You don't need it is how I feel. But I mean, overall, and, that, and that's the point. To me, it's a minor gripe. I'm not going to stop playing the game. I'm still having fun with it. And and again, going back to the point of season five and what, what I think you've, you've done with this, um, it just is really fun to play right now. It, it really is. Like, I love jumping into the various modes. Like, I remember we spent one Sunday night a couple weeks ago just in that, I think it was the big team social, I forget the exact name of it, but it was basically big team battle. And it was just beautiful chaos. Every match. Maybe, maybe was it, it the squad battle? It's, it's, uh, I think so. it's a little I think bit so. smaller. Yeah, it's like a, yeah. it's like a, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely love that. But now one other thing I, I, I do have to bring up on, on the on the, the gripey side that, that I have seen in the community people talking a lot about is the battle pass. Now, the positive on that, I think the 50 tier battle pass in this season is perfect. I love it. That's what I think it should be moving forward. I think think that's great. Um, I think the rewards in there felt more meaningful in that in those tiers where you weren't just dragging it out to 100 but I have seen some things about just as far as the, the premium battle pass and just some of the things that you can buy in the store. I know that there were certain changes to that. Some of them obviously were for, you know to streamline things and make it make it more easier for the cosmetics and the armors that you're getting. But just some of the pricing that we've seen with some of it. And understand this is free to play. It's a live service. You got to make money 100 percent. Get that. But is there anything that you can comment on that as far as any of the feedback that you've been hearing from the community regarding the battle pass and anything that you potentially could be changing down the road? You know, it is a contentious <laughs> topic. It's something I, I at first I appreciate you. It would have been pretty disingenuous of you to have this chat and not mention it because you're right. It is kind of a constant sort of source of source of noise. And sometimes the volume goes up. Sometimes the community's happy. Um, it is something that we've been kind of living with ever since the game debuted, right? Because when you take a franchise that's been around, well, now, I mean, we're quickly closing in on 25 years, but it's not the way it's been done before, right? People like, just let me pay for the pay one time. And I like when I used to have free colors and could just right. unlock all this stuff for free. And um, it's just a, it is a different business model. And that was that, that ship sailed a long time ago. That's the way Infinite was built from the ground up. So it was always going to have to have sort of an NTX component to it um, to, to sort of make it exist. And I do want to say, like, it's taken us time to get here, but sort of even the money that that model has generated is what's even allowed us to continue being able to, to bring the game to the level that we wanted to get it to. So it is kind of a, you know, there's it, it a synergy there. We, we do need, we need that revenue to support the business. We're a business, right? Like it is a day to day. We have to answer and we have forecasts and things that we have to deliver and meet. And somehow we have to, you know, the team has to balance those things. So um, I hear you loud and clear, Paris. I will say what I can definitely comment on is like the feedback is absolutely, we see it every day. We're in the conversations. We're in the meetings. I do not want to today try to speak on behalf of our engagement right. and monetization team. Um, they have a lot of different requirements and sort of pressures and mandates that that they're under. They've got us in their face all the time talking about player sentiment, and you know. So 
I'll, I don't know what direction things may go, but I do understand that for the majority of people, there seems to be an overwhelming desire to see, can we do anything there to make things a little cheaper, make things a little bit more accessible. Um, I, I don't know what direction it's going to go, um, but rest assured, we, we definitely hear it. And it's something that we're, we're talking about a lot internally, and they're probably tired of hearing about it from us. But I do want to give them a credit and shout out, and I'm glad you kind of mentioned it. I, I think, you know, ignoring the price, which, you know, is a subjective thing, and everyone kind of has their own sort of tolerance and, and decides if they want to engage in that and sort of vote with their wallet and all that stuff. But I do think, without a doubt, um, we have seen them really raise the bar and the quality and sort of just the the actual inherent coolness of what this content is. I mean, if you look back at some of the early stuff, it was, it was just pretty meh, in my opinion. Um, and to see where we are now and some of this new Flood stuff is just awesome. So I at least want to give them kudos for listening to sort of the value perception discussions and what fans wanted, bringing back some of the older types of content helmets and shoulders and armors that people have been asking for from prior games. So I really like seeing what they've done with the content itself. Um, but in terms of sort of what that ends up being valued at and priced, I, I'm really just going to have to kind of wait and see which way the winds blow. No, completely understand. Very, very fair. And I'll just add a little more context to that. One of the big things that people were talking about were was the chief armor. Yep. and just the pricing around and why isn't that something we can earn through the game, et cetera, like that. But I think the way that you answered that pretty, pretty much summarizes it. So we'll obviously stand by well, and see where it goes. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I just want to touch on that because for one, I think, I mean, that's that Mark V is absolutely amazing. And I, yeah. I get it. I mean, I totally get it. But, you know, to your point, I think the team clearly knew that that would be, if there was ever a thing that they would be able to put out there that might be able to help this game make some money in a game that's, I mean, you know, as we've said, is not, it's not like Halo Infinite's been doing gangbusters since its launch, right? So this, we're, we're kind of, kind of in a, hole. we've been digging ourselves out of this hole here and they need any kind of extra help they can get. So um, I, again, I do want to give them credit though, because one of the things that I think that was important that was discussed is, this episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The sort of infinite version of Chief's armor is earnable, and that is tied to the hero, to the achieving hero rank. Now, there's a grind behind it, but I think, you know, I do want to just acknowledge that for everything that there is in the game to optionally spend money on, I do think the team has heard the feedback and has acted on trying to raise the bar for what you can earn just by playing. And I think even looking at the operations passes now and how those have evolved, it's, it's 20 tiers of free content. I, I, there really is a lot of free things to earn in the game. Now, it may not be the thing that you want, but I, I don't want to lose sight of like, if you really were to look at how Infinite has evolved, 
there between the, the weekly ultimate rewards, the event passes, the free tracks, there there is a lot of free stuff. Um, there really is, and I think you know. Also, a shout out to the team, retroactively responding to feedback and making some of this content now work across multiple cores. That's been a, a you know yes. a very huge. spicy spicy subject since launch. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that was probably on your list to get to. Um, <laughs> But you know, with season five, we were, we now have every helmet in the game can work on every core. We've kind of already sort of hinted at there's more to come. I, I can say shoulders are coming up next with a future release. So take it some time to get there. And you know, I think if we went back in time, there might be some different discussions about you know how they wanted to build that customization plan and model to begin with because it didn't really resonate with players. But super happy that. You know, a coating that you bought, you might have earned or bought for your armor even last year, now all of a sudden works on every core. Um, I, I think I have my note here. I think even with this new update that launched um, this week, 163 additional coatings were, were, had, had now received sort of retroactive uh, functionality. So between different armor coatings, weapons, and vehicles, they're no longer just locked into a single model. They, they now span everything. So I, I'm stoked. Like, it's just, the, it's, it's we're listening to feedback and it's just it's kind of trying to give more value back to players in that regard so i did want to give a shout out to the team for all that work as well and i think that's the most important thing what what you said there at the end is that you are listening to feedback and you are responding to it obviously as, as you can as resources and and time time allows um one other thing that i i do need to bring up because people will kill me if i do not ask this and keep I, it I, coming let's go yeah yeah and i'm i'm gonna ask this in a way of I am not expecting you to put any dates, announcements, anything like that. But campaign DLC, any future content to the campaign that we played in Halo Infinite. And, and I'm bringing it up this way. Should people still stand by and wait for something? Or is 343 stance on this? This is why we have Forge. This is why we have Forge AI that we can basically hand that off to the community and you can create whatever adventure you want with the chief in the game. Yeah, this is definitely, uh, well, I'm not going to cut you off because I jokingly did that at our worlds to a, a, a person that was on stage and that I made the Reddit front page for being some sort yeah. of monster. So I won't cut you off on that. It's a fair question. Um, I mean, I'll be honest, we had nothing to announce today yeah. regarding any campaign content for Infinite. I'll, I'll even go a step further and tell you right now there's nothing in active development on that front. Um, you know, we made the decision uh, was just over a year ago to really double down on improving the multiplayer product, going after the key sort of sentiment issues and feedback items from the community. And that's really what's, I think, part of when we look back at how has the team been able to kind of hit this seasonality and, and become more consistent and really start to check all these boxes. I think lasering, really laser focusing in on, on that has helped as well. Because if you think about surface area of the entire Halo product, it's pretty immense. One of the things we even did, um, geez, I'm probably going to mess this up. I don't remember if it was season four or season five, but we... We officially kind of finally decoupled campaign from multiplayer, and that was a huge deal because, I mean, just to give you some context, if we just were to add like a new map to multiplayer, Hast has to test the entire product, which includes oh, wow. every facet of the campaign. So if mm -hmm. you just think about kind of how we were moving so slow, that that's just one factor. It's like the surface area is mind-boggling. So being able to just sort of say we are going after these priorities on this part of the product and we are now going to do it in such a way that we don't have to really worry about potential knock-on effects to this side of the product has all contributed to that agility and that speed. Um, I do think you bring up a great point. I think Firefight, the AI toolkit and Forge, 
we now have the opportunity in multiple ways to scratch that PVE itch. So um, I am looking forward to seeing how that continues to evolve, how we can find these types of campaign-like experiences that might come from the community that we may or may not be a part of, we'll see, but bringing those up to the forefront, putting them in matchmaking, um, I do think there will be no shortage of PVE experiences uh, still to come for Infinite in that regard. Hey, I, I appreciate that answer. Now, before we wrap this up, uh, I, I, I want to end on, on a couple things. So I, I told the story on the show last week, but I'll say it to you directly and just, just to the team as, as a whole at 343. So my, my son, he's, he's 17 now. He obviously was not alive when Halo first came out or even Halo 2. But um, it's never been a, a thing for him. And, and he's an avid gamer. He loves playing, you know, all, all Fortnite, all kind of shooters. But Halo had never been his thing. And I even remember when Halo Infinite was coming out, he just did not have any excitement for it. He was just like, he goes, isn't isn't that a, a game for old people or something? He said like that it was very insulting to me. But <laughs> um, I was like, OK, fine, I, I get it. And, and I talked on the show many times about is that next generation of gamers going to be interested in halo this was obviously leading up up, up to the launch of, of infinite and obviously we again aren't going to relitigate the past we know the struggles that you had but now that the game is is in a good place it's so funny because i've been playing you know the past month or so and he would watch me and he goes you're, you're playing halo you know like like he wasn't getting it and then the next thing i know he's watching me and he's sitting there and he's commenting and he's griefing me because i'm dying and blah 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 and oh if i played i would do i'd carry the whole team and blah 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 till finally one day i'm hearing all this yelling in another room hooting and hollering and oh da, da, da. i go in there it's him he's playing yes. and he's having a blast so much so now he wants to join the rest of the crew. He wants to play. He wants to get his other friends involved in that. And I think that is a testament to all the work that, that you and the team have done over the past few years with, with the game, getting the content in there, getting more consistent with the roadmap, getting the modes that people have been requesting. And like I said, the game is in a really good place. Is it perfect? No, nothing's going to be perfect. There's obviously like I bring up the hammer as an example, the desync stuff. There's still things to work on clearly. But like I said, the best compliment I can give you and the rest of the team is Halo Infinite is fun. And I love it. And when you can get someone like my son who did not have interest in it to now want to start playing it. I again, I just think that's a testament to all the hard work that you've done. Well, I love it. Thanks for sharing that story. And uh, again, I, I got to give a huge shout out. There's just a lot of people in the studio and across partner teams that just been working really hard that never, never quit on this. Um, it's just always been their passion. Always knew that, that we were going to get to the, the, the point where, where we knew we could get to. And, and, you know, similarly, my son's 15. Um, weirdly, he was a little more interested in Halo when he was much, much younger. And he would just sort of see me playing it and kind of was, was interested in it. And he kind of went through a bit of a Halo phase, but similar to your son, his kind of social circles have moved in other directions and um, he's kind of getting pulled back into it as well, especially with some of the wacky forge forge creations. I think he and his buddies had, had a good time in the custom game browser recently. So, you know, there's not a lot of games in my opinion that, 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 that sort of check the boxes Halo do. I play a lot of games and I love them all for different reasons, but Halo is just pure fun to me as well. Um, and, and there's just a little bit of something for everyone. And then once you kind of venture off into the wild west of the custom game browser, you never know what you're going to find. Exactly. Um, and I still have friendships throughout the community that were forged via 
crazy just chance encounters in Halo, and I see people at events now, and you know, I'm biased, but in my opinion, it's the best community in gaming, and uh, hopefully if your son kind of gets more immersed in that, I think it just you just kind of you just become indoctrinated, and you suddenly just become a Halo person. And it uh, doesn't mean we can't dabble in other stuff. Like, I, I'm all for that, but uh, it's kind of an always, just a comfortable thing to come back to. Absolutely. And as we end this, I, I do want to ask you this question, more of a personal question for you, because, you know, you've basically been there for, for everything Halo-related over the years, not to date us again. But as you you look at season five and you know you you look ahead with with halo infinite um how, how do you feel about the franchise i mean what like you know season two of the show's about to come out obviously yeah. this season five everything that's going on right now with halo how do you personally feel about just your journey with with halo over the years uh, you know i feel i feel i feel really good um there was there's there was definitely challenging moments and kind of there's been there's been peaks and valleys and I honestly I could go back and even I could apply that same thing. I mean, rose colored glasses are a real thing, but there were honestly there were times when the Halo 2 community had pitchforks out and the Halo 3 community was mad. The Reach community wanted to come right. after us. So, I mean, I, I always kind of at the end of the day reflect back and be like, you know, that is to me that boils down to passion and people that are really invested that really care about a game, a franchise, a, a product, an experience, a community. I'm just really thankful and fortunate that we have so many people that just care so much because I people think I'm crazy sometimes, but I, I would rather have the highs and lows and just the, the, the passion, good and bad, than just sort of indifference and just so i mean I, I i know that might sound crazy i'm not please don't yell at me i'm not asking people i'm not inviting people to come and roast me but um it's just great to know that people care and sort of and as we approach 25 years the impact that the franchise has had on multiple generations now people that grew up on halo now their kids are playing halo um i'm just privileged and thankful that i've somehow had a small role to be a part of that journey and as i look further ahead um I definitely don't think Halo's best years are behind us. I think there are a lot of really cool, exciting things on the horizon. Some, some things are further out. Folks that have been kind of keeping a keen eye might notice that we've started sort of posting some job job postings again. Um, I mean, the, the the winds are blowing. We are starting to, to look ahead to the future. Um, I don't think we have anything to say on that front for quite a while. But, you know, I mean, Infinite, as good as it is, and as more great things there are still to come, um, the studio has ambitions that that reach beyond infinite and i'm very very excited and energized to sort of take all the cumulative 25 years and all the learnings from infinite and and apply that to what could be next that that is perfect that is that is fantastic and you you did say one thing that i just want to touch on from a personal standpoint it was about the passion and and people that care um i've even said on the show like leading up to the launch of infinite a lot of people got mad at me i go it can't just be okay it needs to be great and the reason i i had always said that is we're like i am literally here because of halo I mean, that's how much Halo has has meant not only to me personally, but obviously to Xbox, just just everything over these 20 plus years. Like, I, I'll just tell the story really quick. I remember going to that E3 2001 and seeing it on the show floor and it was in a buggy state. And I go, oh, this is never going to work. <laughs> right. And didn't give it a second thought. And then I bought it uh, when the Xbox launched and didn't touch it for the first month. And then I 
picked it up, started playing, and it, it was literally life changing. You know, I remember the Halo 2 when, when Halo 2 came out that launch night, going up to GameStop at midnight, getting that copy, running home and being on online all night with my friends playing Zanzibar and all those other maps. You know, I remember and went to the launch up up in Seattle for you know for Halo Three up in Bellevue and you know the bungee buses driving up and yeah all this we stuff. were there like, yeah, yeah. I, I remember all these all these things like these these pivotal moments in my life where where this game has been involved and yeah it it means a lot there is definitely a hardcore fan base like you said I I now have kids that play the game you know we play together it, it, it's crazy so. I want Halo to be great. I want it to succeed. I want it to have all the fun, everything that you you just listed. So again, I, I am excited for the future of it. I'm excited for what's happening right now with season five. And I'll just say as we end this, you know, thank you for taking a few minutes uh, to talk to me about the game. Um, it is an honor. You've just been someone that I've I've obviously seen out there, you know, for 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 years. And it has been an absolute pleasure being to being able to talk to you. Hey, right back at you, Paris, and, and also, Mike, hopefully you're doing better. Um, I really appreciate the opportunity. I really appreciate, you know, folks like yourself just leaning in to sort of help give us a platform, help kind of spread the love and good vibes, because it's a busy dang time right now in this industry. There is a lot of excitement. It's hard to break through. Um, so I really appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate the ongoing support. And I also, you know, I've been following your journey as well it's been great to see your evolution to see you keep leveling up you're a powerful sort of influential voice in this industry so it's great to know that you've kind of got halos back as well um and anytime you want to play or talk shop um you know you're you're part of the halo family so uh, don't be a stranger oh absolutely again brian thank you so much for doing this this again it, it is an absolute honor for me to be able to talk to you so excited for halo can't wait until you can talk about the future and hopefully you can come back on again and uh, we can talk some shop about halo again for sure and uh, in the meantime um my sources tell me that there will be the, the legendary version of firefight will be dropping at some point so uh, thank you I, know... I forgot i i, I was going to yes. ask you that thank you for bringing that up i meant you to know, ask we... that so good Thank you. And, you know, I, the team did want me to give a shout out. You can technically play it right now in custom games. So um, I know there are already custom sessions happening with, with Legendary Firefight King of the Hill. And then I know people are already making their own sort of traditional wave-based firefight modes and trying to make them as hard as possible. So for folks that maybe are finding the heroic experience to be too easy, I challenge you to dip into the custom game browser, maybe hit the Halo Discord server. You'll find no shortage of things to really test your skills. And that... Sounds like the perfect way to end this episode. So again, Brian, thank you for joining us. Thank you for everybody that's been watching. I know I didn't have my camera, but thank you everybody who's also been listening. This has been another episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast. Knock on wood, Mike will be back next week. We'll talk more Xbox. Gary, who knows? He's probably riding a dragon somewhere or something, whatever he's doing. But um, this has been this has been fun. I have not done a solo episode in over two years, so I hope I didn't screw it up too much. But uh, this has been kind of funny X-Cast, and we'll see you next week.